Korean. <laughs> yeah, is it straight? Uh, I don't. I'm not sure what that yeah. means. <laughs> Can you just check? Cause I'm. I'm check, sure. yeah, check if check if it's straight. <laughs> I'm, paranoid. I'm not gonna ask you to check because you don't know what that is. <laughs> okay, I don't know what it is. Yeah. Um. Okay, okay, okay. Hey, great job. <laughs> Alright, crackhead energy. Let's do it. Woo! Alright. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Look at Kahenge, your bi weekly podcast in which we talk about various different topics surrounding culture. Um, and today, we're going to be talking about toxic masculinity. Absolutely. And I'm so excited to say that we got such an overwhelmingly positive response yes. for episode one. And so just wanted to say thanks. Yay. Finally, no one can tell us that they can't sit with us. Yeah. <laughs> or we can't sit with them. Yeah. We're cool. We're cool now. We're cool. We're cool. We're cool. All right. So, of course, joining me are the wonderful, as you have heard, the Kasher sisters, the ones who are the backbone of this project. Aww. And uh, and I'm your, uh, you know, the weird guy who talks a lot. Um, I'm Taha. Ha ha. But. That rhymes with my name, so don't ever do that again. Taha. Taha. Everyone from my high school who's listening right now is going to remember that one. Oh, that's a, that's a thing? Yeah, that was a, that was a thing. They were like, oh, ha, 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 ha. I'm like, oh, you're so clever. <laughs> yeah, and by the way, Anyways. we've been doing this for two hours before we started mm-hmm. to turn on this mic. Oh, so. this crackhead energy was happening since... We have cake in front of us, by the way. You guys can't see, but we have cake. Um, Taha, thank you so much, as always, for that generous introduction. Yes. You're amazing, and you look amazing. Thank you. Just wanted to get that out there before I you went into this oh. really amazing topic that we're going to discuss today. Thank you so much. I look like a burned marshmallow, but thank you very much for saying that. In sure. season um, right now. It's <laughs> That's it. I feel better. I can't. <laughs> oh, man. Um, as you guys can tell, we like to keep it light and, and you know, high energy here at Loki Akahenge. Um, thank you guys so much for the amazing response. Yeah. The last few weeks have just been awesome i mean we've been talking about it how you know positive the reaction was from everyone and you know we want to continue that and thank you for helping us make it uh helping us continue to make it absolutely yeah and from all over the world yeah Um, not just from our home country um Mm. the united states but also pakistan india china thailand sweden um chile yeah um jupiter pluto it's amazing (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we have a big reach, but um, it's just been so nice, and we can't wait to continue and see where this takes us. Sounds good. Sounds good. All right, so today's topic is about toxic masculinity, a very intercultural and international topic that I'm sure a lot of you can relate to. So the thing that I wanted to focus on today is defining toxic masculinity mm-hmm. and then going with like the urban definition of it. So in psychology, toxic masculinity um, refers to like the societal expectations surrounding what it means to be male or maleness. So, you know, being quote unquote tough or macho Mm -hmm. or, you know, suppressing your feelings because you're afraid of what people are going to say about you. Sort of that kind of thing. And I wanted to start off with your experiences um, with males following this toxic masculinity um, theme, um, you know, growing up or anyone you saw. So go ahead. Um, honestly, we've been blessed with a very strong, uh, male figure in our house. Um, and that's our dad. Um, growing up, I never, ever felt like, I think I mentioned this in the last episode, but I never felt like he had anything but great expectations from us. 
Um, and I say this in a very positive way. Like, he, um, I have never ever heard him say, like, honestly, I heard some of my friends' fathers say, et cetera, mm-hmm. that you can't do this because you're a, you're girl. a girl. Or you can't do this because, you know, that's my job. Mm-hmm. Everything that he did around the house, he taught us how to do around the house. And that includes everything from changing a light bulb to, like, I don't know, putting together wires in a socket or whatever it yeah. is. Um, all the way to, you know, sitting on his seat as a CEO in a, a great advertising agency in Pakistan. So, like, we all grew up with the dream of, like, I want to be like my dad. Um, you know, um, which is, which is of course, you know, people say that daughters are closer to their dads or whatever it is. Uh, it is especially true in this case. Um, our mom is amazing. She's the glue that holds the family together. But honestly, I have to say that a dad sets such a high, high standard for like what we expect all guys or we what we want or hope that all guys are. Yeah. I, I can't say this enough, but we've been blessed in that area. Um, and when we um, when when we look at other people's examples of like how their lives have been influenced by, let's say, their dads or other people like their partner partners husbands other you know um, I'm not of course I'm not speaking for everybody uh, and their roles in society but like it's it's often disappointing it's uh, surprising sometimes how much uh, imbalance there is when it comes to roles in households between quote-unquote guys and girls I think it comes from a place of dominance um even when it comes to chores or, or anything like that. I mean, on our community board, we had a question about this. Yeah. Right. About the division between chores and, and why is it so different for males and females? Like, why is it always, especially in our culture, well, now we're seeing a change, but like commonly it's, you know, the guy works and the girl does the chores. And when the guy gets home, like, it's not really, you know, how it's supposed to be. And same thing with, you know, significant others. Like, if one is doing the sub- submissive role, the other is doing the dominant role. And, you know, it's, it's really. It causes a lot of stress in terms of self-expression. Yeah. Now, Manahal, what do you think about um, sort of males having this expectation, this societal expectation about being dominant means that you're more, you're tougher, you're better in a sense? Yeah, I think that, um, first of all, if a guy doesn't even want to feel that way, I think that the the society pressure that he feels makes him be that way you know you see examples every single day around you that are like oh i have to be this like certain way or you know people are going to call me feminine or less manly whatever that even means um and i think that i can't relate to it because i'm not a guy but i can you know it must be hard you know it must be hard because like there's all these expectations and and you're like trying to live up to them and it's like how because in your mind maybe you want to do something and it's not considered quote-unquote manly but you know you don't want to get judged or whatever so it's like how do you how do you deal with that the way i've seen people deal or rather guys deal with that that um sort of boundary on themselves is like through sports or or Mm -hmm. through like competition you know it's a release for them like i know a lot of people that either they play sports or or and or they play video games and for them that is their way of releasing that tension because they know that if they were to cry in front of family members mm-hmm. or friends, that they were going to be seen as lesser of a man. So they need these, like, outlets. I mean, these outlets are great for things like anger, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. 
However, when it comes to like expression, it, it becomes a burden because right. why do you, why do you want to go punch that punching bag when you can actually just talk about the issue? Yeah, but, but yeah. that talking is seemed so like looked down upon. It's like it's like when you hear a guy saying, oh, I have a therapist appointment or like my therapist says, it's like people kind of look at him weird. It's like, why do you have a therapist? Because he's not really supposed to have a therapist because yeah. he's a dude, right? Um, and I'm not just saying this because I've actually seen it happen. Um, but in reality, like, guys are human beings too. Like, when do they cry? You know, I've, that's a question. When do guys cry? When no one's looking when because no one's they're, looking. they're worried. They're worried yeah. about what other people are going to say. Look, I can't get what other people are going to say about them. What are they going to think? Yeah. You know, if I cry in front of this person, then what are they going to think about me? They're going to think I'm weaker. Yeah. There's this weird association with guys and strength. Right. Women right. can be strong too. In fact, stronger because they actually let out their emotions. Right. Yeah. I think letting out your emotions is actually seen more stronger than just like keeping yes. it in. And then, I don't know, men like sometimes they just shut up and stay quiet. Um, and then they just won't say anything if they're like angry or sad or whatever their emotions are. But then they'd rather just like sit in one corner and then just not say anything. You know, I have examples in my mind that I'm talking about. But um, yeah, they'll just like, sit there in one corner not associate with anybody and then just like have this face and then just keeping it inside them because if they let it out it's like you know they're gonna be seen as not as strong but do you think that because they're not releasing that energy it, it kind of fills up their glass and then it becomes like it comes out in unhealthy ways of course it does anger outbursts anger outbursts um heart attacks and heart conditions i yeah because it's a stressor yeah, yeah stress yeah. causes yeah and what we don't understand is that we have to start making these things normal. It has to be part of their upbringing. Unfortunately, part of toxic masculinity is that dads teach their sons, uh, you're stronger than this. Grow up. Mm. Take it like a man. Exactly. You're being hurt? Oh, what are those tears? What, uh, what does that mean? What? Stop being like a girl. Yeah. Stop hitting like a girl. Yeah, Whoa. stop hitting like a girl, stop running like a girl, like stuff like that, you know, or they'll be like, ever since they, you know, are, I don't know, eight years old, and they'll be like, okay, like, let's go out and uh, play catch, you know, it's like, does the dude even want to play catch? Like, What if they want to sit at home and read a book? Exactly, That's right. exactly. What if they don't like sports? Sports itself is such a big topic in, in toxic masculinity, you know, like, think about, I'm just thinking about, like, sports bars and stuff, and what goes inside of sports mm -hmm. bars, like, Anywhere from fighting to, like, just sports itself or, like, team competition or whatever the sports is, you know, the sports teams. It's, like, the, the bar culture and, like, sports bar is, is, like, the definition of toxic masculinity. Absolutely. Um, it's crazy. I mean, it's also the worst part about toxic masculinity. It, it, it looks down upon the other gender or, the, you know, like, other genders. Yeah. It says that, you know stop running like a girl like what is it what does that mean so like does that inherently mean that girl all girls run like like whatever like, that whatever like however girls. you're yeah like what, <laughs> what does that mean you know what i mean and also like when it comes to sports bars it's like the belittling of women like yeah if you look at places like hooters like they mm -hmm. have like this thing where it's like you know the itemization or the yeah. materialization yeah. of women like, like this is a thing and not a person yeah mm -hmm. you know what i mean like and it's made for us what kind of logic is this yeah I don't know. Yeah. This is really strange. And honestly, these are just standards that have just been made up from, like, 
cultural uh, norms that don't even exist absolutely, anymore absolutely. and should not exist anymore because on the other side of things to be honest it just seems like people or you know men um, are just trying to prove things yeah to who to each other to the world I don't know um, I've seen guys literally take up fights mm-hmm. over like oh my team is like doing yeah. this or that <laughs> yeah. I mean it, it's like come on it's not about it is just about uh, I don't know it becomes petty competition mm-hmm. and honestly from as an outsider looking into all of this petty competition it looks stupid I've seen guys bash other guys' heads in over something as dumb as a as a game that was on TV and a bet that they took I feel like that is strange that is yeah. That is the height of toxic masculinity where it all just becomes about who is a quote-unquote better man Mm -hmm. or who is more of a man. What does that mean? And honestly, I wanted to ask this question to you. Like, growing up, you know, and with other, uh, you know, with two brothers, um, you know, uh, maybe you can tell us about what it was like for you, your experience, and if you saw examples of this ever pop up or not, the opposite. Absolutely. I mean, growing up, we were always told that, you know, like men don't talk a lot. They keep a very concise language. Like we're not supposed to be explaining everything at all times. We're not supposed to be engaging in conversations. Like growing up, I used to like to sit with the women more. Like I always like to sit with the aunties more. I like to sit with my girl cousins more because I feel like they have so much more to bring to the table (laughs) and it's not so bland and like, you know, it's not... um, simple conversations i like to have long and detailed Mm. conversations but growing up like with that manhood in mind it's seen as something that's not appropriate and you know um also the other part of that is growing up you know i used to and i still do talk a lot with my hands right like right now so (laughs) (laughs) um that's also seen as not manly for whatever reason. Like, I don't know if that's like a, you know, like a Pakistani thing or like a Desi thing or a cultural thing. Or I, I have no idea where it comes from. But apparently, like, guys using their hands while talking is seen as like this very negative thing as well. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And the other thing was this, like, older siblings. Um, when you have three guys in, in birth order, like, you know, like one oldest, one middle and one youngest being me. There's also that thing that you are the youngest brother your opinion is taken with a grain of salt <laughs> do you need so not only do i have to prove myself as a man now i have to prove myself as a valid family member wow it's like okay now i have to be like i'm the youngest but i also know something but i have to keep explaining myself for someone to be like you know what you're actually mm. you you have a point i see that's yeah. why i used to hang out with more of my friends more my cousin my cousin sana i love her to death She's my best cousin, right? And we talk all the time about this kind of stuff. And, you know, growing up, like, her and I were, like, really, really close because she understood me, you know? Like, she told me that, no, everything I'm saying, everything that I'm about is valid, and it's okay. And she's also, at the time, she was the youngest in her family, so she also understood that dynamic. Um, What other experiences do you guys have in terms of, like, other people you grew up with besides your father, like cousins or any friends, that you've seen like a pattern of, you can tell that they're upset, but they're not letting down that wall of being a man, right? So they're hiding behind like being angry, not talking to anybody. So do you guys have any any experiences with people like that? 
Definitely. I, I one thing about our family, uh, we are actually predominantly girls. It's actually very funny. Yeah. Uh, but recently, um, one of our um, guy cousins, he's probably like three or four um, years younger than I am. He was over um, from another state, and he was talking about that. He's one of those guys that was very rambunctious as a kid. He was, like, so outgoing and so naughty and so, like, jumpy, and, you know, he was, like, very fun. And as I saw him grow up, he became, like, this guy who was completely reserved and would sit in one place and would not really... Yeah, very quiet. Um, It's funny because you know exactly what I'm (laughs) talking about. Um... And he, uh, you know, he loves to dance. Um, And his, I'm not talking just like he likes to dance in his room or his basement. He loves to dance and actually compete on an international level in dance competitions. Mm. Like good at dancing then. Very good at dancing. Bollywood song dancing. Choreographic, like literally choreographied Mm -hmm. um, dance. I don't know if that's a word. That's fine. Um, But uh, yeah, yeah. but an interesting conversation um, actually unwrapped itself right in my living room when they were just visiting. And it all became a thing about his mom started to say, yeah, but, you know, yeah, we're so proud of him that he, you know, went and did all of that these past couple of years and he competed. Uh, but I think it's time for him to stop. It's not serious. Oh, no. Yeah. And mind you, this guy, he's, uh, he's also a medical um, a medical student he is gonna become a doctor just like I said uh, but you know the other side of this was now I haven't heard this kid say a word throughout this whole conversation um, but when his mom starts to speak for himself it's the only um, time that I heard him kind of like you know say something and he goes like yeah but it doesn't mean that you know if y- if you think that it's work for me or extra work for me or not serious it's actually a very big deal for me. Like, this is my form of self-expression, and the only reason why you think that I shouldn't do this is because I'm a dude that's just supposed to, you know, that's just supposed to become a doctor. And is growing up. And you could hear the annoyance in his voice. And you could hear the annoyance in his voice. And it just felt ridiculous to us because he's literally sitting in my living room, and I haven't heard him say anything the whole day. And the one time that he actually speaks is when, like, he has to defend his form of self-expression um and his dance and so you know that's just one example of like the kind of um block or the kind of like barriers we create especially in our culture that like guys shouldn't be dancing or guys shouldn't be doing art or guys shouldn't be like you know talking too much or explaining things or having like you know long ways of talking animatedly with their hands like these are all standards that basically nobody has created but ourselves Mm -hmm. nobody has given us a rule book saying guys should do this and girls should do this especially in an increasingly complicated world where we have multiple kinds of roles and not just gender roles but then also like people roles um an example that i would like to give is my uh my my dad um my dad, he is amazing. He set amazing roles for ourselves, and not only, um, not only for us, you know, uh, by by asking us to set big goals, but also by showing that having an equal part yeah. in doing chores around the house, in like cleaning. He's so amazing at that. He so like doesn't even let us do anything. 
Like, literally, we'll just be sitting and he'll just be eating. Um, and he would, like, want, I don't know, water or, like, salt or something. And, and I would, like, be getting up to get it. And he'd be like, no, sit. Like, I'll, I got it. I got it. And I'm like, I'm going to get fat just sitting here. <laughs> like, let me do something. But it's crazy. Or, like, he's he's very good at just doing it. And, like, even when he needs help, um, he doesn't say it. And then we'll be like, let me help you, Dad. And he's like, no, it's okay. I got it. And not because he wants to be, like, manly or whatever. It's more like because he understands the distribution of chores around the house. And he understands that, like, us being, like, busy with homework or whatever. Or us just chilling because, you know, resting and stuff. It's so important to him um, that he really understands that we all need to have distributed uh, chores and yeah. responsibilities. Yeah. The other side of it, though, is we've had conversations with him where he's mm. been, like, completely shut off. Right. Um, And we haven't been able to access what's going on in his head. I think that that's... That is something that I feel like a lot of dads, if they're listening out there, should trust their kids with doing. <laughs> yeah, that's a big issue. That's a big issue. Like, um, we'll just come home and he'll... Like, if he's really stressed out or whatever, like, he'll just be sitting there not saying a word and it's so frustrating because it's like what is going on in your head maybe if you just talked about it we could talk together but i think he's just like we ask him and he's like oh no like i don't want you guys to get stressed right or something like that like that's always his excuse um i don't know what that is and it might not just be our dad right it might be also like other guys other big brothers i don't have a big brother uh but i imagine that like um I have, um, you know, I have uh, friends in Pakistan who have brothers who, when they grow up, they immediately become this sort of like, um, you know, uh, uh, kind of like a barrier for their sisters. Yeah, it's automatically. Like, it's like, why? Yeah. She doesn't need that. She doesn't need that. She, like, she doesn't need a filter. Uh, you know, I understand that you're being protective, but there is a very fine line, and you can probably speak about this, there's a very fine line between being protective and being annoying. Yeah, know? and they're just annoying. And like, back annoying. in Pakistan, they're just annoying. Or yeah. th- I mean, I think that also comes from a place of insecurity. If mm. I'm not going to be the older brother and there for my sister, that makes me less of a man. Right. Right. I think that's also a place yeah. where it comes from. And it's funny because we have seen it in younger brothers too, mm, doing it yeah. for their sisters. Yeah. Yeah. It's like um, if they reach a certain age and they're younger and they reach a certain age, you know, they automatically become this like um, second head of the household. <laughs> you know? I yeah. 100% agree. So it's, it's crazy, even if they're like young, you know, in age. Absolutely. And you know, just going back to your father for like a quick second, mm-hmm. I really like that he's mindful of the gender roles aspect yeah. because the reason why he's like holding back is because he wants you guys to know that he doesn't want that old culture. Right. You know, because like he doesn't want to be associated with that culture. You know, there's good parts of culture that we have. And this is for like all of our podcasts, like every episode. This is a huge disclaimer. We enjoy the good parts of our culture. Yeah. We enjoy yeah. the music, the colors, the, the fashion, all that. But the things that we don't enjoy are boundaries that are placed on us, such as toxic masculinity. That's right. Now, toxic masculinity goes beyond the reach of just our culture. Obviously, it's a very, like, intercultural issue. But what I've observed throughout my life is that, like, this birth order between siblings and the division of um, uh, husband and wife um, is really, like, where it's being reminded a lot. Where, like, we, as quote-unquote the victims of toxic masculinity Mm. are being exposed to it more in those two scenarios um in the scope of family Mm. be it you know parents or siblings 
or in a scope of friends, be it like, okay, I'm the older man in this group of friends, so I have the quote-unquote control. Right. So that being said, I w- wanted to talk about what's called a wall. So like we put up a wall that I'm not going to be bothered. I'm going to be protective. And that's where I think the issue comes from. Hmm. Our glass becomes full and then we literally have this moment where we really sit unhealthy uh, in, in a way that's unhealthy. Yeah. And it can't be... This is, this is not a long-term solution. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're all equipped with the same brains and the same capacity to like tolerate things. Um, we have to stop thinking that somehow men have a higher stamina of tolerating things and bottling things up. They don't. They do not. You just they put don't. on a face? Yeah. Yeah. And it backfires in the worst ways. Worst ways. Worst ways. And what? who suffers the most from there? Younger people hmm. in the family yeah. and women. And yeah. And honestly, there's an underlying trust issue. If I understand if you don't trust me enough to like, you know, um, share your problems with me. But if you're not sharing your problems with me because you think you're burdening me somehow mm-hmm. and not being like the strong guy that like, you know, I want you to be, be it whatever role that I know you in, it's not it honestly, it's not a uh, it's not a fair assessment on that person's part. Of course. Of course, and also like the biggest issue I see is that reputation. Right. You know, like mm-hmm. chorto, tome kya pata. translation you're younger. What do you know? Right. Yeah. You know? So it's like, that becomes troublesome for kids because one, you're pressuring them to become this prestigious profession right. in which you give advice to other people. Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, you don't trust them. You you never conditioned them to be trusted with advice. You you always gave them. Wow, that's crazy. I didn't even think about it. Yeah. So it's interesting. We create these environments where we're following like these like rigid societal expectations, especially yeah. especially in our culture about career paths and this and that. Yeah. And it beca- and we don't realize how much of a burden that becomes on the kids yeah. because especially when they're boys because then they're like, "All right, if I argue, then they're going to think that I'm weak." Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that becomes a huge issue. Yes. We can't empower men if they can't get over that weakness of manhood, whatever that completely agree and uh that's from you know a a sibling's perspective mm-hmm. i wanted to uh, just share my observations about mm-hmm. like a spouse related mm-hmm. perspective you know i'm not married mm-hmm. but i have observed so many um you know couples where all of a sudden if they are you know um married it becomes an issue of like you're the guy you're expected to be the breadwinner of the house i am the girl or the housewife and whatever <laughs> and uh you know i'm gonna be the person who takes care of myself if they're living with their parents then takes care of your parents if we have children right away that's a giant expectation i'm gonna be taking care of our children um people have to understand that like a major part of where toxic masculinity thrives is when there's an imbalance of roles in the house mm. in terms of like you as a husband should trust your wife or whatever your partner to know that she is as capable of handling the pressures mm-hmm. yeah that come with everyday life if you had a bad day at work don't come home and you know unload in undirected anger yeah come home and just try to understand that she is equally capable 
of handling and processing the information that you are bringing with you and share as a partner. Roles should be 50% and 50% as partners. It should not be about what does she know? She's a woman or Mm -hmm. what does she know? She just stays inside the house all day. That's where the toxic comes from. That's where the toxic comes from. And honestly, like it's not only the roles, it's also the power. Right. In, in both parties, both significant others, if you don't have an equal division of power, and, and I don't mean like being fake, like I know this is real life and we can't have like like half and half like that all the time, Yeah. but at least attempting to balance the power can do wonders for you, your kids, and then everyone they're related to. That's so yeah. true. Like, people think that one family can't make a change or one, one person can't make a change. You'd be surprised at how effective the trickle-down effect is. Right. You know? So, um... You know, uh, Minahil, as you were talking about, like, your father, I was reminded of my own. And mm-hmm. and really, my dad was uh, more so about success. Like, he was more oriented towards the fact that, like, he wants his kids to be successful. Right. Um, it was never the pressure about what it means to be a man, but he definitely did say that one day you're going to have a family so blank. So, right, you right, know, right. so it was kind of that yeah. mindset. But, you know, thank God our dads aren't, like... The subject at hand when it comes to toxic masculinity because we did get very lucky yeah, yeah. judging by our stories i think we got really lucky yeah. yeah and we have to realize that we're not the only people in the world and there yeah. are people who suffer some some really bad father figures or brother or you know yeah i mean cousin. what you just said um one mm-hmm. day you're gonna have a family so blank that is i feel like a big big thing uh in our country or like any honestly like any south asian country i feel like because like what is that blank right like what do you what do you want me to do <laughs> like what is this guy supposed to do? like so okay so like he's expect- expected to go to school and then um uh start working or like have a business and then find a girl and then get married and then take care of her and then have children and then you know it's like it's like very structured but it's scary i guess like to be a guy because like you feel like okay, now I have this humongous responsibility that I have to work for um, and then find all the answers out myself, you know? So that's, that's definitely scary, yeah. It's the pressure. It's I mean, the think pressure. about how much pressure they have growing up. Yeah. Like, where are you going to have room to thrive if you're under pressure 24-7? I'm not saying that this is only limited to males. This is for everyone. I mean, the right. pressure that we have growing up, the pressure is a pressure. It creates this, like, unfound... It creates this other world you know it, how are we supposed to focus <laughs> so just, true yeah so true and honestly we're again like i said in the first episode we understand that we're talking from a place of privilege yeah having grown up in such households that we've been we're sitting in front of you and this is a creative project and the reason we've been able to do it is because we were given this room to thrive um, so we understand, and this is exactly why we have, you know, a community page up. We would love to hear your stories. If you would like to correct us on something, please mm-hmm. do it. Share your own. You don't have to put your name on there. Actually, we prefer that you make it anonymous because maybe other anonymous people will relate to this and then post their own. Um, but especially here in, in America, um, this is part of our privilege. You know, creativity and the topics around mental health and all of this are becoming more and more um you know prominent and popular we have to understand and i have friends that i talked to back you know in in our home country pakistan etc um that is looked down upon if somebody asks for help that means Mm, you failed yeah Yeah. great point that means you failed i mean you were supposed to figure this out yourself 
you did not um yep you were like 10 steps behind of like whatever it is it is seen as a sign of weakness to ask for help and i myself have been a victim of this i have i had to teach myself how to ask for help you won't believe it but actually my head of department liz danzico she made it a project she made it a hundred day project for me to ask for help (laughs) one day at a time i had to report back to her about asking for help every day it could Mm -hmm. be about as much as like hey i really need to borrow your book or it could be like all the way up to i'm having a really bad day please listen to me honestly such a bad and i'm sure it's gonna transition into like bigger you know episodes from here but like especially so for guys yeah uh you know saying please saying thank you that is such a big deal because somehow it lowers their self-esteem yeah Mm -hmm. yeah because their character i feel like is all looked as like you said not saying please not saying thank you and i'm not speaking for all guys obviously it's just like the standard what i've seen yeah um cursing uh, if you curse, you're, I like, automatically cool, you know? But, like, at the same time, if a girl curses, she's trashy <laughs> from what See? I see. Yeah. That's a great point. Right? Um, yeah, stuff like that. Or you're supposed to dress a certain way, especially, yes. like, in high school, you know? So, like, you compare two different types of guys, you know, like, the the, the jock who has, like, all the cheerleaders behind him. And then you see, like, the guy who's, like, just quiet and keeps to himself. And they're both in the same class, you know? But, like, who gets paid attention to more? The you know, the jock, but then the other guy, he gets called a freak, or all sorts of, like, names, and feminine, and stuff like that, or, like, something as small as, like, if a guy wants to paint his nails, you know, which is so, uh, I've seen it a lot, like, happening a lot recently, especially me going to art school, like, it's everywhere, like, so it's so normal, um, but then, you know, it's, like, it's looked as, like, I don't know what the guy has done, like, Mm. he's painted his nails, (laughs) like, how is this gonna, you know, it's crazy, um, so these are like small things too that are like so so looked down upon for yeah. some reason for some reason we have like this thing in our culture where if you're not self-sufficient as, mm. a, as a male or a female you are like seen as somebody who who is 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 like a failure almost right if you ask for help that's a sign that you're going towards failure and yeah. it's right. such a horrible thing because like if you notice in Oh my god, I can go off on tangent about this, so I'm gonna like keep it short. But about like family davits, family gatherings, yes, yes. where it's like you can see the division of power. Yeah. Where right. the girl, what are the girls talking about? What are the guys talking about? The guys are talking about religion and politics, and they're getting really heated, and they're talking over each other. Oh my god, they're yes. banging tables. Yeah. They're getting mad at each other. They're yes. saying, "I don't want to see your family again." Why? Because you didn't agree with me. Like you know, <laughs> like you know, things like this. There's yes. no such thing as a friendly conversation when no. it comes to the uncle section. No, the stay uncles, tuned. We'll talk yes. about the auntie section next yes. episode. But yes. we're talking about the uncle section, yes. like where it's like literally they're just at each other's throats, and it's like what about everything? About everything. Like politics. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Like yeah. start from there you yeah. know if people don't agree if the uncles don't agree with each other on that that's it like the the, the gathering's over the, rishla, the re- relationship the rishla is like completely yeah. like it's under watch yeah <laughs> and if you ask for help and trying to amends to it that doesn't exist wait hold on <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's so funny that's so funny i i it's 
Yeah. Oh, I cannot wait to tell you what actually goes on in the auntie section. I made the mistake of sitting down in one or two <laughs> gatherings. Yes. They won't ask for help either. I no, no. Um, and I have so much to say about that, but also like you know, you're so right. I don't understand where that is coming from. And like I said, we don't really have a rule book that somebody hands us down. Actually, the more that I grow up, honestly, I figure out that adults have zero percent of things figured out. Nobody knows and what they're, they're the doing. Most yep. They're the most group of people the that need the most help. They're yeah. the biggest group of people that need the most that's, help. That's absolutely true. I think, I think age division is a thing, too, because, like, it, I mean, mm-hmm. it kind of plays into the toxic masculinity, too. And that's that people go from the ages of, like, I don't know. Well, 18 is good because that's when society considers you an adult, which is, like, I totally disagree with that, by the way. Yes. Um, I think it's an ongoing growth process. We don't stop growing. Adulthood is an illusion. I can go about on about that, <laughs> but I don't want to. Anyways, so, like, 18 all the way to, like, 30, right? People always talking about, oh, individualism. Like, if you're not your own person, if you're not XYZ, you're not an adult. Right. Yeah. <gasps> what does that mean? Yeah, what right. am I, am, Oh, my God, my existence isn't important to you because I don't follow these standards of what you think an adult means. Like, I'm not ready to get married, but I have to get married because I'm a quote-unquote adult. Yeah. I'm not ready to have a, um, a salary job right now because I'm not experienced, but I have to because you're calling me an adult and I'm a certain yeah. age. This division of age is so... It's a nuisance. It's annoying. Right. Because it's like, look, I'm young. I'm walking into a gathering of people that are uncles and they're all successful and they all have jobs or maybe that 30, 35-year-old that's successful. Yeah. And you have to sit there and kind of prove yourself that yeah. you're worthy because you're younger so you have to like prove yourself oh no i'm going to school for this uh nobody cares shut up sit back down literally you you first of all nobody notices you <laughs> nobody, nobody notices you because <laughs> meanwhile they're talking about freaking yep. politics back in Pakistan. that like literally is, is a is a topic that can go on forever yeah and then you know even if somebody asks you oh like what are you doing like where are you going to school and you'll start and then that's it their attention span is like a size of a peanut mm-hmm. like it doesn't exist at exactly all. and i i feel i face that all the time yeah ever since i started like studying mental health i've seen people avoid me yeah they don't mm-hmm. want you they don't want me to know especially dudes guys wow. if you're listening to this i know who you are <laughs> like like you're avoiding me because you think that because of my arsenal of tools that I'm still learning, not yet graduated, but still learning, um, that I'm going to somehow use this. It's, it's psych, not psychic. Right, For some reason, right. they see people think that, like, I can, I know what they're going to say next. And, like, <laughs> not how, I'm not psychic. Like, especially dudes, they walk around me like I'm a freaking, like, insect repellent. Wow. Mm. Yeah, they'll walk around me like, like, oh, I'm not going to touch that subject because I'm afraid that you're going to figure something out about me. Like, they don't say that, but I could see them saying that. Now I'm suddenly psychic. But, um, <laughs> you know, and they don't take you seriously. Like, if I talk about mental health, one, they they try to avoid me, right? right? But then when I talk about fashion, oh, you're a guy talking about fashion? Yes. I'm yeah. not going right. to take you seriously yeah. now. Yeah. It's like, wait. So what just happened? What just happened? Like, who am I supposed to be for you yeah. to not only, like, notice me, but, like, talk to me? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I talk about fashion, I'm not manly enough. I talk about mental health, then it's like, okay, you're being too serious and, and you... You're a know-it-all. You're I'm the one who asked. <laughs> and I'm not a know-it-all. <laughs> and you're I'm just not confident. trying to be. I'm just confident in what I say. Which is good. Unlike Which other is... dudes, 
That's right. Sorry. A little, little bit of self-esteem. Also, like, this, they yeah. uh, try to act no, like they're know-it-alls too, you know? Like, yes. men themselves, you know? Like, okay, yeah, I know this. I don't need you telling me this because... Especially when it comes to politics. It, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. And by the way, guys, that is so unattractive. Politics? Yes. <laughs> no, I mean, well, that's... Just that, being a know-it-all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just Same going up. to say that. I mean, you can edit that out. <laughs> no, no, I mean, no, 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 keep it. Keep I will keep that because <laughs> politics is boring to me, so I'm just going to say it's on a track. That's fine, that's fine. We all have our own biases, we but do. I'm on the own same boat as her. And uh, to me, politics it means I, my dad and I have hour-long discussions uh, on end every day about what happened in American or Pakistani politics. Yes. Like, what I'm trying to say is you have to start treating people like they're the experts on what they're spending their yeah. lives doing. Yeah, yeah, and listen. Exactly. You don't yeah. know everything. Just because you're 45, 35, yeah. does it mean that you, okay, because you had so many years of experience in life about what it means to be a man, does it mean that you need to belittle the other person who's learning? Right. And by the way, those students that are coming out nowadays in this 20th century, mm-hmm are far more open-minded than you would have ever imagined. Yeah, that's right. Like, when I want to sit with the uncles, if I'm not if I'm not picking a side when it comes to politics, mm-hmm. or I'm not talking about math, I'm not seen I'm not seen as someone who's being serious. And I'm like, right. oh, so, um, you know, Uncle Falana, whatever his name is, yeah. Falana means whatever, uh, whatever his name is, how was how your week going? Good. <laughs> okay. Um. Okay. Cool. Uh, w- what do you want to talk about? You know, I-, I got this new kurta that I'm wearing today. Okay. <laughs> like they don't care. Yeah, they okay, don't. Um. So, I I'm doing really well in school. Don't show off. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, okay. What am I supposed to? What do am here? I supposed to say? If I say this, I'll be considered this. If I say that, I'll be considered that. And then you get the consulting from your own parents. I'll translate in a second, but beta yeni kana, boni kana. Don't yeah. say this. Don't say that. Why? Yeah. Why? No, like, why can't I just be myself? Why are we so worried about lokya kahenge that it affects our womanhood, our manhood, our well-being, everything? Because then you'll be considered like batamiz. Batamiz. If you yeah. like talk back, you're like you know you don't have As no manners. Especially as a man. Because right. if you have these manners, how are you supposed to raise a family? Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't plan on being a single dad. Yeah. I was going to have my significant other. Why the hell are you saying that me raising a family as if it's my responsibility only? And what does this scenario of me talking about fashion or, or mental health or anything have to do with the seriousness that comes with raising yeah. a family? No clue. No, no clue. clue. It's like, no clue. what is... I'm sorry. I don't no, know. family <laughs> gatherings is a great example of, you know, picking out examples of toxic masculinity in, like, everything. Like, just from the way they talk. Well, to begin with, uncles don't really speak to you. They don't really come first to you and be like, how are you? And they look angry? like. And they look angry. Like, why are you mad? I know. And then and then they'll eat and then they'll just walk around yeah, yeah, and yeah. not pick up their plates. Like, what <gasps> oh, is that? Can we please? Okay, thank you to the person whoever wrote that comment on our community board about chores because let me tell you. Let me tell you, like at family gatherings, exactly what Minahil was saying, there's this expectation that even if they're like last time we talked about like 
washing dishes, like how remember yeah. how yeah. that story I shared with me washing dishes? These are plastic. These are disposable. Right. <laughs> yeah. But they don't want to go to the garbage can because no. they know that some auntie, uh, auntie shawarma, whatever her name auntie is, shawarma. she comes in, she's going to clean everything so we don't have to do it. Yeah, but exactly. But that's so dumb. It's so stupid. Auntie and shawarma has feelings too. <laughs> yes. That's a great, that's a great line. Thank you. Like they'll be getting up and they'll be going to the kitchen anyway. Like it is, they they'll be done eating and then they'll <laughs> get up and you're going to the kitchen. Just might as well take your plates. Nope, I'm done eating. I'm gonna get out. Because the man doesn't pick yeah, up the dishes. No, pick what up the is that? Garbage. It's so weird. It's so stupid. And it's like, what if the woman wants to take out trash? What's wrong with that? Yo, she's recycling. That's Gucci. Like, why why does that have to be considered something like? Oh no, the yeah. guy has to take out the yeah. trash. Yeah. No, that reminds me of my uh, actually Spanish teacher in high yeah. school. And how she was telling us a story because she had just got recently got married, um, and then she was taking out the trash one day because her her husband had left for work, and it's like normal for a girl to take out trash. Yeah, and then yeah, her yeah. elderly neighbor was like, "Why are you taking out the trash? Where's Miss Blah Blah Blah, whatever her husband's name was?" And she's like, "What?" And he, he literally had told her, "You're a woman, you know, you shouldn't have to take out the yeah, trash." Yeah, see that? Oh my god! She literally told us that story, and that oh. has stuck with me to this day because every time I take out the trash, I like laugh to myself. I'm like. Wow. <laughs> I really shouldn't be taking out the trash right now. I mean, do whatever you want to do in terms of, like, responsibilities. Why is there a division between which which gender takes it? It's yeah. so ridiculous. And also the same thing, I just wanted to say one, one other thing about the family Dava thing. Oh, the God. family gathering thing. And that's that they'll be, like, the uncle will ha- literally have the, the his, his plastic plate in his hand. And he's just going to the bathroom. He puts it on the ledge instead. <laughs> and, the bathroom, <laughs> and the bathroom is right next to the kitchen. Like right next oh to the garbage, but he doesn't God. want to put it there because they know that Auntie Shawarma is gonna pick it up. That's so true. It's annoying because that you're already so going that way. Yeah. That's how it, the reason why I'm sharing this joke with you guys is because it's entrained, like it's it's in our blood. It's yeah. so weird. Like it's like this expectation, and you know yeah. what? To be very transparent, I've seen those things in myself, bits and pieces of them, hmm. where I didn't notice, and I tell my girl cousins all the time. I listen. Tell me if I'm being this way, because right. I don't want to so be nice. like that ever. That's so nice. And honestly, that is how you make that change. So thank you for doing that. Yeah, because I grew, I mean, I didn't, like, not in my immediate family, but, like, thank, you know, thank God for for my immediate family not being that way. But in my extended family, oh, my God, this is, it's so bad. It's actually, like, really bad. Like, when a guy cooks his dish, the like, a male figure cooks a dish for the table, it's considered, like, so cool yeah almost wow. as if it wasn't cool the thousands of times yeah. that Andi Shawarma cooked you a dish yeah right. it's like put on a pedestal you're right yeah, yeah. and you're, you're right. like oh the man cooked it yo uncle uncle blah 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 blah, blah picked <laughs> up uh, uh, made this dish yeah yo that's so that's lit sick. Yo, that's sick that's sick put him on a pedestal and then as soon as the auntie does it it's like oh this is normal yeah Oh, no. Actually, I'm sorry. This is a little low on salt. Yes. Oh! Oh, my God. This... Oh, my God. (laughs) Yes! And then they they start comparing. Mm -hmm. And I'll translate in a second, but it's like... Yeah. (laughs) I make it better than her. Yeah, yeah. As if it's like your entire bloodline relies on this reputation of how much salt is in your dish. Yeah. The only salt here is the one that you're causing me to have. (laughs) So annoying, God. I'm so sorry. Much. Like this, this podcast has gonna get a lot of complaining, but hopefully we get some lessons. It's not it, complaining. Honestly. It's more like observation. It's like vent, it's, venting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. exposing. And exposing. Nobody's talking about yeah. this. And right. honestly, 
the this is like internal effects that we're talking about do you know the amount of potential lost when we start belittling or like not taking into consideration that your female counterparts to like whatever you are experts in can have an equal say maybe give you bits of pieces of advice that make your life better do you know how much potential is actually lost in our society and our culture because we decide that somehow you're more of a man uh, you're a woman so you don't know um what do you know you are younger etc um i'm not going to lie to you like i am i'm i find i am extremely blessed that i am a professional that is doing very good in my career and i am happy to say Thank God that, like, you know, I have a certain developed network. Yeah. I have a certain mm-hmm. developed professional reputation. Nice. I have, you know, what you would call networks in the industry or contacts in the industry, etc. And um, recently, one of our relatives went through a bout of, like, unemployment. And there were about, I don't know, three or four um, places where I could have just approached him and said, do you need any help? Mm. I'm happy to find referral i'm happy to find a reference or a contact that i happen to know exactly i can i know a recruiter that can help you like tomorrow and you know what kept me from like even and i actually in all transparency i approached you know him and i started to talk about Mm -hmm. it uh but i was met with such like belittling attitudes where it's like um, I start to talk about so how are you doing what what's happening in you know how's work going etc that he just everybody knows that you're not in a job right now but you are because I am female and because I'm 25 years old you're just gonna lie to me and say everything is fine yeah. I am good oh work is going great um no uncle we all know that you're out of a job <laughs> right now the only what I'm trying to tell you is I can help you, but, you know, it's all about, so what's up, what's happening? Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. you are losing out on so much potential. Help. Yeah, there's a potential, potential. there. <laughs> if, if he trusted you, I mean, there's a lot going on there, right? There is, I don't want to talk about my unemployment because it's a respect right. or reputation. Right. Actually, it's more reputation, right? It is. Um, And the other side of it is you're younger than him. How can yeah. I and possibly help And you're a female. Him. So how... How, can I How on earth can you help him? Even though you have all the tools and experience more than other people I know. So, nice on that. Good job. Well, yeah, but, good job. <laughs> yeah, good job. I, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> we, uh, uh, it's unfortunate that, like, we know these people for over, like, years and years of our lives, mm-hmm. yet they, do, they have no idea what we do for a living. It, absolutely. They have no idea. And because it's not just a lack of, I don't know. It's not just a lack of interest because it can't be just that. I mean, after no- years of knowing somebody, you have to develop some sort of interest, right? I think it's more about um, because you don't fit the demographic of like who I like to associate with, mm. which is male, 45 plus years of age, yada, yada. Um, I'm just not going to like even talk to you. Yeah. And I think that that's exactly where why our society and culture is so left behind in things. Yeah. We are not investing enough interest, quote unquote, time, energy, resources into, you know, actually listening to women, actually listening to girls or actually even listening to younger, you know, um, 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 people in the audience of whatever. Males, younger friends, yeah. younger, younger friends. family, uh, family members. Are other male, are there men who have just different opinions than yes, yeah. that are demonized? Yeah, because you bring yeah. up a great point about the association, um, you know, 
men like to associate with other certain types of men um, who are equally as manly, uh. you know? <laughs> so that's, that is a great point because if you associate with not that, then you automatically become, you become less manly. Them. Yeah, 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 you become them. Yeah. Um, so that, that, that was a great point. Like if you're not a business owner and, and, and you choose some, some unconventional, this is not me saying this. This right. is like, this is like our, like this is the norm. Right. Unconventional careers that are not engineering and, and medicine, you become like this other person. Like if you're a journalist or an artist, you're yeah. considered like an other type of yeah, uncle right. or other type of boy, man, whatever. Yeah. Um, and the thing that's lost in all these expectations in terms of toxic masculinity is not only time, but also potential. Right. So, for example, if you look at the way that um, we preach different careers to, to our young ones, mm-hmm. yeah. it's always like women can become nurses and secretaries while <laughs> the men are going to become the, the doctors and the surgeons. Yeah. And it's like really sad to see that. That you know, even even nowadays, where I thought this thing was finished, right? Yeah, it's a thing you would because think, right? yeah, they're like, oh, if you become a nurse, you'll have more time to become a housewife, exactly, or a school teacher, or a school teacher, or like something. Follow the expectations. Don't break. What are, what are you doing? Breaking expectations? Yeah. Uh, yeah, mom, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> right, and this is more part of the next episode, honestly, that we're gonna have. Yes. But uh, you know, uh, the truth is that that translates well to males as well like for example mm-hmm. if i uh you know uh if i become a professional woman and i am and i plan to be for a long time you know oh um that means you're making your family uh, a second priority yes you are mm, the assumptions yeah. yep you are um oh uh, y- you are actually you know and this is actually this is a major part of what i have observed in toxic masculinity as well where husbands who do not support their wives or their partner's career yeah it is a huge mm-hmm. issue guys like um you are basically saying that because she didn't cook you a meal tonight um, because she was late at work for a meeting or whatever, that somehow, um, you know, she's disrespected your manhood. Um, no, those are not the definitions that we follow as girls who work and nice. trying to, yeah. you know, make our own money. Um, I'm sorry, but it's just that you are more than capable of fixing yourself a meal if I'm not present because you have the right. I mean, if you're late from work one day, I'm not going to ask you, why didn't you make me a meal? Yeah. Nice. Exactly. It's Good just point. not. And uh, just going off of that stay at home dads are seen as right as uh, such a problem yeah, in society like you know and not just our, our country i'm talking here too like uh in the u.s stay at home dads say oh you stay at home you take care of the kids like why that's not that's, that's so not, weird that's so weird yeah. you know uh, that's your wife's job or whatever i've seen that a lot i don't know if it goes a lot on back in pakistan mm-hmm. I, i'm not too sure i've seen about it that. here a lot which i'm yeah. very happy i i love that yeah i think this will contribute to uh, child rearing a lot, yeah. like, like uh, raising children in the house. How yeah. is that going to work now that the now that it's a, there's like either a single dad or a stay at home dad? Yeah. How does that affect the kids? Like, I would really like want to know more about that. Yeah. Um, but you know, you know, it, I, I think that is it'd be positive. You know what I mean? Of course. Yes. It'd be a really positive impact because the thing is, like, growing gr- when a child grows up, they're spending a lot of their times with with the mother figure. Yeah. And it's like. You know, it, it, it kind of lets the father not be present if it's a classical family structure where it's like right. the man's only working. Yeah. But, um, you know, and if both parties are working, both significant others are working, it creates an environment where then the kid has to become independent very quickly. Yes. Right. So there's many ways to look at this. Yeah. 
<clears throat> However, I wanted to um, discuss how we can sort of change this, right? Yes. And one of the ways is spreading awareness by talking about it, right? But the other way is also, if you're a guy and you're listening to us talk about this, take things step at a time. Be more expressive. Don't don't care about the judgments you get, especially from like elder men who are telling you this is not what you're supposed to be doing. Ignore them. Be true to yourself, whatever that means in your scope. Right. And also empower the women around you because right. nothing is more toxic as a man than belittling the other gender. Right. And I think a true man can erase toxic masculinity within themselves by being honest. Yes. Yeah. And by regulating their emotions. Yeah. By expressing their emotions and also by being comfortable in their own skin. Yes. Um, thank you guys so much for this episode. Again, like, we really appreciate everything that you do for us and you know please continue to be as successful professional as you are because you know you're doing wonders by just being yourself thank you so much and thanks for being the person who you know in on your side of things you know brings these things up you are people like you guys like you are going to be the reason why like future generations of us are going to say okay um, this used to be bad, but now it's very good. It's it's because of you guys that we're going to actually have an equal say in things. And, you know, it's not just because we, uh, you know, people like Minahil and I are constantly fighting for, like, you know, womanhood, but it's also because you guys are the other 50%, right? Yeah. Like, you guys uh, are going to be, you know, constant in this world, in our lives. So thanks for being the voice of change. Thank you. Yes. Really appreciate that. All right, well, guys, that's a wrap for us on this week's episode. Please stay tuned for next episode, I'm a she, so what? And that will be one of my favorite episodes because we get to talk about you guys and how successful you guys are in your field and the crap that you face with judgments, everything, anything you want to talk about. Yes, so wait for next episode. Um, See you then, but for now, don't worry about no, 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 no